attack. We won! You're looking at a level 100 trainer who now is the proud owner of two gym badges. Don't worry about the math, it totally checks out. We were like coming in, we're like pow, and they were like whoa, and I was like hey, 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 get everybody in here, and they're like who are you? You're so strong, you're so cool, you're so powerful, and I was like don't worry about it. Look at Sealy. And they were like, pew, pew. And we were like, I choose you. And then they were like, Gray Dilly. You kind of had to be there. But let me tell you, the crowd was there. We're talking full stands. Oh, I gotta go. I'm gonna rile up the crowd for Luca. He's up next. I'll send you pictures, Dad. Gotta go. Bye. Sealy, did you grab a pretzel? <laughs> and a slushy? Let's go. After Pearl's gym battle, Luca makes his way back out into the lobby of the Chanterelle City Gym and steps up to the desk where Martin is waiting. We all right? Looks like it's your turn now then, Luca. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Let's do this. All right, looks like you're coming in as a tier zero trainer, so, uh, well, first gym battle. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, I uh, appreciate it. Martin ushers him into the greenhouse and explains to him the pest control challenge. As Luca takes the four Pokeballs and places them in the pockets of his jacket, he says, All right, cool, so uh, that's it then? Yep, I'll see you at the end. And Martin makes his way through the greenhouse, some of the grass Pokemon following after him once again. Luca looks at the Pokeballs on his belt and at Tufus, who is by his side as usual. All right, buddy, let's do this. And they set out in search of the pests. As they walk through the greenhouse, Luca quickly picks up the tracks of the first pair of pests, noting that the dirt looks like it's recently been dug up in the areas between the bushes, trees, and vines. The rest of the local grass Pokemon look on as he moves to this next phase of his challenge. He attempts to discern what could have left these markings, but isn't sure. All right, well, uh, Zilla, you come on out, and Hal, we'll give you a go. He brings Zilla the Larvitar out of her Pokeball, as well as a new addition to the team. What was the Nidoran Luca caught yesterday is now a Nidorino after receiving the large experience candy Luca had been holding on to. Now look, you're here for insurance, Hal, but I still want to make sure you get some real experience while we're here, so let's go. They continue heading down the aisle of the greenhouse, moving in a stealthy manner to catch the pest Pokemon unaware. As Luca, Zilla, and Prince Hal sneak along, they pick their way through the bushes and trees rather than going straight along the path. The trio comes across the first pair of offenders, a Dugtrio and a Drapion. The three-headed mole Pokemon and ogre scorpion Pokemon don't see them coming. As the Dugtrio burrow around the area, popping their heads in and out of the earth, and the hulking purple beast with awful pincer arms lumbers around the area, violently plucking berries from trees and uprooting other small plants. All right, then. They don't see us coming. Let's do it! Luca and his Pokemon spring from the bushes, surprising the pests. With initiative rolled, the order is Drapion, Prince Hal the Nidorino, Dugtrio, and then Zilla the Larvitar. But before the proper initiative begins, Luca's team gets a sneak attack round. As they burst out of the bushes, Nidorino rushes forward for a double kick at the Dugtrio while Zilla uses Bulldoze on the Drapion. Both of Hal's double kick attacks hit, dealing hefty blows to the Dugtrio. 
Zilla causes the earth to tremble with her bulldoze attack as the Doug Trio seems to take it in stride, but the Drapion takes the full brunt of the attack. Meanwhile, Tufus cheers on the sidelines. The Drapion then uses Acupressure, boosting its attacks for the coming fight as it snarls at the intruders. Hal then continues double-kicking against the Dugtrio, his first barely missing as the second does find purchase on the third head of the creature. The Dugtrio then uses Magnitude, as both Nidorino and Larvitar are caught off guard by the attack, but the Drapion is prepared and avoids most of the force. The powerful Magnitude takes its toll on Zilla and Hal, as both take a large amount of damage. Zilla continues going on the offensive against the Drapion with another bulldoze, which the Drapion cannot dodge. Zilla's super effective attack knocks the Drapion back, but it remains standing, barely hanging on. Tufus is thrilled as he cheers for his adopted child. The Drapion eyes Zilla hungrily and lands a critical hit with Bug Bite as it fiercely fights to stand up. The Nidorino sees his new friend struggling and goes to help her by double-kicking the Drapion, landing the first kick directly and knocking out the Drapion before wheeling around to the Dugtrio and scoring a critical hit on its second double-kick against the Mole. On the Dugtrio's turn, all three of its faces turn to look directly at Hal as it uses Bulldoze, but the Nidorino, with a surprising show of reflexes, manages to avoid most all of the attack as he leaps up into the air. Luca considers whether or not to swap out Zilla, but decides to keep her in the battle as only the Dugtrio remains. Unfortunately, she's battered and bruised, and her bite attack is a critical miss. Prince Hal then goes to use Double Kick against the Dugtrio once more, but both miss as it quickly burrows under the ground. All three heads of the Dugtrio pop in and out of the ground rapidly, like a whack-a-mole as it uses Tri-Attack. Both of Luca's Pokemon are hit directly by this attack, and Zilla barely clings to consciousness as her turn comes once again. Luca, not wanting to risk Zilla getting knocked out, switches her out for L the Sneasel, who emerges from her Pokeball with claws bared and ready for a fight. Snee. However, Prince Hal then strikes out with a fury attack after a command from Luca, hitting three consecutive times with the large horn on its forehead. And as he strikes the Dugtrio, it is KO'd. And Luca captures both pests, putting them in their Pokeballs. Oh, jeez, that was a close one. Uh, all right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. You did really good in there, Hal. Thanks, he says as he pats the Nidorino on the head. Nidor! He also brings Zilla back out of her Pokeball and says, Hey, you're doing great. I know we're training hard, but this is going to pay off, I promise. He also gives Elle a cool fist bump just for being there. Sneasel! Luca then surveys the area, seeing if there might be any useful items nearby. He manages to find a couple of citrus berries and immediately gives both to Zilla and Prince Hal. He also gives Zilla a potion, and both Pokemon are looking better than they were before, even though they're not at full health. Luca and his team continue walking through the greenhouse in search of whatever other pests lurk within, but he wanders for a bit, unsure of what else might be waiting for him as he hears the sounds of other miscellaneous plant Pokemon moving throughout the space. He continues trying to find whatever Pokemon are waiting for him, but to no avail with a critical failure on his search. 
He is unaware of a large pair of ears that have popped up from behind a bush and a flying insect with large needles on its arms that lurks behind the trees, watching him and waiting for the right moment to strike. As Luca takes a moment to try and reassess the situation, the bee drill and the digger's bee pounce from behind the trees and bushes, surprising Luca and his team. With initiative rolled, the order will be Beedrill, Prince Hal the Nidorino, Diggersby, then Zilla the Larvitar. For its surprise attack, the Beedrill flies into a rage and goes to attack Zilla with Twin Needle, but misses with both needles as the Larvitar is on guard. The Diggersby bounds out of the bushes and uses Mudshot against Prince Hal, barely hitting with the super effective attack. Once the battle officially starts, the Beedrill strikes out once again with Twin Needle, this time with both hits connecting against the Larvitar. Prince Hal then wheels on the Diggers Bee, landing two maximum damage double kicks on the rabbit, leaving it dazed and confused from those massive hits. The Diggers Bee then attempts to retaliate with another mud shot, making solid contact and dealing a hefty blow to the Nidorino. Zilla then sees an opportunity to take out the digging Pokemon, leaping forward and biting the large rabbit with a critical hit. After taking two big hits from the Beedrill, even though she does not feel the same rage running through her veins as her adopted father Tufus, she still knows how to get the job done as her bite knocks out the Diggersby, leaving only the Beedrill. Tufus continues to cheer on the sidelines and wave his Zilla flag like a dad at a youth soccer game. As the Beedrill buzzes angrily, it swoops down and attempts to use Twin Needle on both of Luca's Pokemon, missing Zilla and doing little damage to Prince Hal. Luca then commands Hal to use a Peck attack, which hits the Beedrill with a super effective blow. Zilla turns to the Beedrill after knocking out the Diggersby and raises large stones into the air, throwing them at the Beedrill with an ancient power attack. As the stones are thrown at the Poison Bee Pokemon, they connect and crunch down on the insect for a super effective hit. The Beedrill continues to rage and uses another twin needle which hits Zilla and misses Prince Hal. Zilla is once again on the verge of being knocked out and Luca shouts out, Zilla, do you want to come back? The Larvitar shakes her head no with a smirk, and Tufus simultaneously cheers and growls on the sideline, looking between Zilla and the Beedrill. Prince Hal then makes contact with another peck attack, jumping into the air and hitting the Beedrill right in the center of its body with his large horn. With that super effective hit, the Beedrill is knocked out and Luca captures both of the pests in their Pokeballs. Alright, alright. I see what we're working with here. This is good. Luca takes a moment to heal both of his Pokemon with berries before continuing to Martin now that his task is completed. He makes his way toward the far end of the greenhouse, ready to challenge Lem for his first gym badge. Pearl, you are now sitting up at the stands with Toadstool and Peach and Jasper, along with any of your Pokemon who are out of their Pokeballs and just watching right now. Obviously, Button the Ralts still eating that popcorn. Toadstool has uh, gotten a fresh beverage now, uh, fresh soda that he's already running pretty low on, it sounds like. <laughs> But as you are sitting up there, you see that it looks like Martin is, uh, you know, going back and forth, checking in with Lim before coming back out, uh, and announces Luca into the stadium. Woo! Guys, I'm so excited! Get excited! Let's get the crowd! Boom, boom, tsh. Boom, boom, tsh. That is my friend Luca walking into the gym. He 
He's got mud on his face. He's winning this race. It's not a race, it's a battle. Yeah, yeah, we're saying we are rooting for Luca. Hey, Luca. Ooh, we are rooting for Luca. And then a big metal guitar swings from my back and I give the big strong chord. That's what we do when he starts to come in. It's very powerful. Go ahead and make a performance check. I knew it. I'm not even battling. And sorry, Luca, I'm already making the first roll. Trying here. to get the crowd pumped for Luca. Oh, guys, natural 19. This makes sense. This makes sense to me. I worked really hard pumping him up in my own. So the energy just kind of carried on now that I'm sitting with them. Well, the energy carried on, but also the fact that when Martin announces this challenger, he says, Lucas Salvatore. And there is definitely like a murmur through the crowd. Oh, wow. Poor guy. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, I start sweating for him. (laughs) But the crowd from the get-go, especially with you leading this cheer, uh, I think that Jasper and Peach definitely, you know, hop in with you immediately. And so the the small group of you is able to ripple out to a a pretty hyped up crowd at this point, (laughs) especially for uh, a tier zero trainer coming in here. Heck yeah. So Luca has entered the stadium with Tufus alongside of him as they walk up onto the small wooden platform. And across the way, Liam comes out once again. He's got his banjo in hand and he says, Well, 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 I heard a little bit about you there, friend. Yeah, really? Yeah. We'll see if the hype's true or not. <laughs> it is! And each of them throws out a Pokeball. I am genuinely so nervous this Sarah. I don't think Pearl's nervous for him. I think she's totally in confidence that he'll win. But I, Sarah, am nervous. At the beginning of the battle, Luca sends out Zilla the Larvitar and Lem sends out his Scyther. At the top of initiative, Luca calls out, Okay, Zilla, you sandstorm. She plants her feet firmly on the ground with a and then begins to whip up dirt and sand in the greenhouse area, obscuring herself with her sand veil ability and making it harder for Scyther to see. Good, that's good, because she's literally a baby out there. The big knife bug then goes to attack the tiny little baby with Vacuum Wave and X-Scissor, landing an opening critical hit with Vacuum Wave. No! Run, little Zilla, run! And dealing more solid damage with X-Scissor. Oh, the crowd had a lot of, ooh, seen them hits. Those were some big hits on this baby, but the Scyther does take some sandstorm damage. Pearl's starting to sweat now. I was sweating always as Sarah, but now Pearl, oh gosh, I should have double applied (laughs) the deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Luca, hang in there. Thanks, Pearl. Luca then shouts out for Zilla to use an ancient power attack, but it is a critical miss as the Scyther deftly flies out of the way. The Scyther flies forward to use another vacuum wave and X-Scissor with both hits connecting against the Larvitar. No! Oh, she's going to go down. Although those attacks aren't as big as the ones that Scyther opened with, they still do a decent amount of damage and Zilla is struggling. Ah, she's a child. She's an infant out there. Pearl looks to strangle. I don't know why he chose one of his youngest to start off. I guess he's on that EXP grind. Jasper's like, well, it's certainly a bold move, wasn't it? And Peach says, yeah, it's uh, slightly concerning. Hard to watch a little bit, guys. 
But as the Scyther's turn ends, it takes some more damage from the Sandstorm. Seeing that Zilla is in a very tough position and not wanting her to faint, Luca calls the Larvitar back and sends out El the Sneasel. Sneasel. That's okay, Zilla. The Scythers are tough. Let's get in there, El. Woo! Crowd goes crazy. We love to see a good sneeze. Oh! El the Sneasel sneezes in her elbow. Ah, oh, that was really fun to say, guys. <laughs> I highly recommend just saying that sentence where you are right now. It's fun. The sandstorm fades as Zilla leaves the battlefield, and as a bonus action, L uses quick attack, scoring a critical hit against the Scyther to avenge the injured baby. Scyther goes to use Vacuum Wave and U-Turn, with both hitting for super effective damage and absolutely rocking the Sneasel before Scyther returns to Lem. Pearl whips out her little chart. She goes, I think I know what he's doing, but I'm not sure I know what he's doing. What is he doing? Lem then sends out a Tangela. Okay, all right, party. Hey, hey, Tangela, la. Elle strikes out with a quick attack and icy wind. Both of these attacks hit as the icy wind super effective chill cuts through the vine Pokemon. Tangela uses a constrict attack, wrapping Elle up in its blue vines and grappling her. Elle struggles in the constricting vines, wiggling her way out in order to use a quick attack and icy wind once again. Both attacks hit as she maneuvers out of the Tangela's grip using quick attack, and as she's in the air for a moment, she sends the freezing wind down for a super effective hit that knocks out the Tangela. Seely gets very excited seeing an icy wind. Seely says, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right, that's our go! Way to go, Elle! Seely's like, ice types represent! Yep. <laughs> As the Tangela goes down, Lem sends the Scyther back out onto the battlefield, flying out with another vacuum wave and X-Scissor combination. The vacuum wave hits, but the X-Scissor misses as Elle is barely standing, but manages to duck out of the way behind one of the plants in the arena. Elle then goes to retaliate with a quick attack and icy wind, but her quick attack misses as she's struggling to hang on to consciousness. But with the power she has left, she manages to land a super effective icy wind against the Scyther. Scyther uses focus energy to home in on Elle for its next X-Scissor attack, which hits and does a massive amount of super effective bug damage, knocking out the Sneasel. No! Again, crowd has a massive reaction. And Pearl tries to do the stomp, start up the stomp again. Come on, Luca, you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? You can do it, Luca. Boom, boom, psh. Boom, boom, psh. Seely hops in again, really, really vigorously. Thank you, Seely. Back me up here. <laughs> Luca returns, Alan says, that's all right. We're just getting warmed up. Yeah. We did an ice move, so now we're going to warm up. You're exactly right. And he sends out Omen the Houndoom. Yay! As Omen the Houndoom steps into the arena, Lucas says, All right, Omen, hit it with an ember. But once again, the Scyther deftly weaves through the air and dodges the attack. The Scyther then comes around once again to hit with its signature combo, Vacuum Wave and U-Turn. The vacuum wave barely misses as the Houndoom leaps out of the way, but the crafty bug does hit on its way out with the U-turn. All right. I feel like that would be what a Scyther sounds like. <laughs> as Scyther returns to the sideline, Lem sends out Cray Dilly onto the field. 
Oh, this guy! All right! Oh, uh, sorry, Luca. Uh, you're gonna love this! The Cradilly uses ingrain and brine on its turn, planting its roots firmly into the ground to absorb nutrients as its water-type attack misses the Houndoom. Luca says, Uh, we've been waiting for you, and it looks like you're not going anywhere. As he swaps out Omen the Houndoom for Toofus the Croconaw. This is what we've been waiting for! Luca and Toofus gonna smash some bugs and here we go guys, everybody get hyped! Toofus and Luca, beat your butt! That's it, right? That's totally the rhythm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. As Toofus runs out onto the field, he immediately begins to rage as he eyes the Cray Dilly. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. The Cray Dilly attempts to use Grass Knot on Toofus, but it misses the toothy lad as he runs through the undergrowth, stalking his prey. Yeah, Cray Dilly, you've never seen this. You're just a sack puppet. This is an alligator. Luca then shouts out for Toofus to use Ice Fang, which barely hits as he latches onto the Cray Dilly with his awful maw and a super effective icy attack. Heck yeah. Celia gets hyped again. She's like throwing snow cones in the air of support. Juggling. She's juggling snow cones. Cray Dilly uses another Grass Knot, which does make contact this time, dealing a super effective blow to Toofus, who then tries to chomp down with another Ice Fang, but misses. Cradilly attempts another Grass Knot, which connects with Toofus once again for another super effective hit with grass damage. Ooh, not liking it. Dang, that sock puppet is tough. Determined to hit, Toofus strikes out with Ice Fang once again with fury in his eyes, this time sinking his teeth in for another big, super effective icy hit as the two Pokemon are just trading these big blows back and forth. Lem shouts out across the way, I'll offer you the same deal I did your friend. Looks like you're struggling a little bit, though, so I understand if you don't want to take it. Oh, out of character moment. Pearl walks up to Lem and just slaps him. How dare you? <laughs> that is not your place to say. Keep it professional here. <laughs> Maybe not so much not in my head. Your choice, listeners, if that happens or not. Luca grits his teeth and thinks for a moment, fist clenched at his side. Toofus looks back at him and gives him a nod of approval, and Luca shouts out, All right, fine then, let's do it. And on Lem's turn, he swaps out the Cray Dilly for a Gloom. Oh no, Pearl and Celie, our eyes go wide. We look to strangle. <laughs> the Gloom then begins to use growth as it finds its place on the field. Toofus, still raging on Luca's side of the field, leaps forth with icy crystals on his fangs and goes to hit with an ice fang attack. He sinks his teeth into the gloom, dealing a massive, super effective hit. Nice. Ice, ice, baby. Luca, a Toofus. I don't know the rest of that song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's a good one. Under pressure. Fighting in this gym, looking all the grass types, oh no. They're super strong, and they can suck the life from the earth and myself. It's a pokey world where we're all fighting now. Luca and Trufus screaming, let me out! As a reaction after getting hit with that Ice Fang, the Gloom attempts to use Stun Spore, but Toofus shakes it off. 
As that doesn't work, the Gloom then attempts to use poison powder against the Croconaw on its turn, but once again, Tufus resists with a... Tufus continues to bite down harder with his ice fang, relentlessly sinking his teeth into the gloom. The huge damage from this super effective ice fang KOs the gloom. Yes! That was a really good one. You got this, Luca! Thanks, Pearl! All right, all right, all right. Who we got? Who we got? Lem then sends out the Scyther once again. This time, the Mantis Pokemon flies out using focus energy and goes to hit Tufus with X Scissor. Under pressure, there are X-Scissors and big bugs everywhere. With the help of Focus Energy, the Scyther lands a critical hit. Dang it. Oh, man. Anyone else? This big hit only stokes the flames of Tufus's rage as he continues his onslaught of ice fangs, striking at the Scyther with full fury, leaping at the knife bug midair and sinking his teeth in deep, dealing maximum damage and knocking out the Scyther. Yeah, boy! Pearl explodes in the stands. She's so thrilled by that. Imagine her like a little firecracker. That's what we needed to change the tides. Big momentum shift. Bring out the sock puppet. Lem once again sends out his closer, Cray Dilly, who uses ingrain as it comes out onto the field to absorb nutrients with its roots and then attempts to use grass knot on the croconaw. With a wide miss, the grass knot does not connect as Tufus looks at the Cray Dilly with a and leaps at it with another ice fang, which grazes the sock puppet Pokemon as it attempts to wiggle out of the way. Cray Dilly! That's what the other, like, opposite side of the gym is. I'm like, ours is way cooler. Cray Dilly tries to use Grass Knot once again, but Tufus jumps out of the way, preparing his next attack. Meanwhile, Cray Dilly continues to absorb nutrients from the earth. The, like, popcorn spurts out of the seats, like little eject, eject buttons. Cray <laughs> Dilly! Oh, darn it. I kind of do like the popcorn in the seat, though. I mean, I'm not cheering with them, but well, I eat a little bit of their popcorn. Yeah. As Tufus is running low on Ice Fangs now, he goes for another hit against the Cray Dilly, but with a critical miss, the Sock Puppet Pokemon bats him out of the way and sends him flying over into a cluster of plants. Poof! More popcorn pops out of the seats, and Pearl feels so guilty eating it now. This next grass knot from the Cray Dilly makes contact with Tufus as he's picking himself up from the plant cluster, and this super effective hit knocks him back further as the Cray Dilly sways back and forth. We will KO Cray Dilly! Cray Dilly! Come on, let's get it back! Let's get the shot back! Toadstool tries his best, but he doesn't have the best feet slash hand system for this. Tufus fully enraged, rushes toward the Cray Dilly to use his final ice fang. He leaps forward and chomps down with all his might, pulling the head of this viney creature down to him. Both Pokemon are barely hanging on to consciousness in this prehistoric clash. Yes! Oh, so thankful it wasn't wasted. Cray Dilly tries once more to use Grass Knot as Tufus has wrenched it down to his level on the ground, but as it is in his jaws, its attack goes wide and misses the croconaw. Pearl throws like candy in her aisle. Dun 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 d
Now that Tufus has used the last of his ice fangs, he puts all of his strength into one last bite attack on the Cray Dilly. With the dark damage of this hit, he rips and tears into the awful sock puppet, all of the icy cold energy gone from him. With nothing left but five hit points in his barbarian rage, Tufus KOs Lem's Cray Dilly. As Lim pulls the sock puppet back into its Pokeball, he says, Well, that turned out going pretty good, I think. Luca has earned his first gym badge. Ah! You did it, Luca! Oh, we're just cheering the stands. Let him have his own moment with oh, his yeah. team. Absolutely. He, like, runs down onto the battlefield and just, like, scoops Tufus up, who's just like, breathing super heavy and just like still staring at the spot where the Cray Dilly was. <sighs> oh, wow. Not as warm as putty, fuzzy as when we went in huh, Seals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> They're just seeing red still. After Luca holds him for a moment, Tufa snaps out of it and then hugs him back. Yeah. And they go back into the winner's tunnel with Lem. Grab a couple keychains if you can. They're great gifts. And so with that, shortly after Luca has emerged victorious with his blue grass badge, he comes back out into the lobby where you all are waiting. We got the grass badge, my friend. She's standing up on the chairs in the lobby. And we'll keep on leveling up, my friend. Dun, dun, dun. She steps off the, she jumps off the bench. We've got the grass badge. Luca, take it away. We've got the blue grass badge. Oh, specifically. No time for grass or blue, cause we got the boom, 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 boom. Blue grass badge. And she like lifts up her badge in front of his face. Unite them, unite them. Ding! I love classic rock. <laughs> I imagine Martin kind of looks around like, "What genre is this?" What is happening over <laughs> here? I don't, I don't quite catch the reference that she's making. <laughs> but with that, you have both emerged victorious here in the Chanterelle City Gym. Yeah, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luca gives you like, you know, you. The badges together, but also he gives you a big high five and yes. a hug. It's a, it's a um a sting of a high five because it's such intense it's high five. Powerful. Yeah, those are my faves. Lucas says, "All right, well that's one, two for you though." Nine hundred to go, because I'm a level one hundred trainer, and she kind of sticks her leg up on one of the seats and stretches. <laughs> I think that there's definitely uh, a couple of other folks who are, you know, exiting and they're like, woo, woo, nice, you know, good job and stuff like that as they're on their way cool. out. And Peach and Jasper are both very into y'all's win. They're really excited. Uh, Wait, did Peach win? Peach did not on oh, this no, one. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did not. Uh, Lim mentioned how he'd been giving a bunch of other trainers a, a whole lot of trouble. I remember now. 
Peach says, wow, uh, Luca, that was a really bold strategy. I mean, I tried to focus on ice stuff, too, but uh, the grass knots and things really, really took us down since we, we got a bunch of water. So we're going to have to go for it again. But that's OK. That's OK. I, I, we knew it was going to be tough going in. Jasper says, well, I certainly admit it was an unorthodox strategy going in with uh, some type weaknesses. You were going for big hits with glass cannons, but I, I suppose it all worked out in the end, so good good job. Good job. It sure did. She's standing up on the chairs, kind of wrecking this lobby, you know, just walking walking in on as much furniture as she can, showing off her gym bread. <laughs> Luca's in a really good mood right now, Aww. too. Well, Luca, you know what this means, right? What does that mean? Slides up. Shopping! Let's go to the Today? <laughs> of course today. Yeah, I mean, we got to do it. It's tradition now, I guess, huh? After yeah. going the first time. Nah, oh, yeah. I definitely want to treat the gang. I'm going I'm to treat Hal, too, even though he didn't get in the final battle. I mean, I don't know if we could have done it if he wasn't able to keep the team fresh before we went in. Wow. Good stuff. And Toadstool's running around like, wow, yeah. Ooh, lively. Toadstool, do you want to come to the mall with us? Scare the kids? Well, mess with them? Maybe I'll go to the food court. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You love the food court there. Peach, Jasper, you guys in? Oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm down for a shopping day. I think I'm going to get some cute outfits <gasps> for my Pokemon to do the contest. I'm sorry, what? What, the contest? Did you see the flyer I'm for sorry. the Pokemon I'm contest? Sorry. You need cute outfits for your Pokies? Yeah. For this contest? Well, yeah, because it's like beauty and fashion and <gasps> stuff like that. Like, I got to get some Jimmy! accessories for... Order. The time has come. Order. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Peach, on the way to the mall, we're going to need you to tell us every single detail about that contest. Oh, uh, okay. Seely, <laughs> like, flobbers up to her and just starts, you know, patting her and, you know, like, getting all excited. <laughs> Seely is pumped. She's already got like her her dressing room. Yes, like, so. she's making um button pull her little wardrobe on wheels. <laughs> yes, her little uh, wardrobe uh, rack. Uh huh. <laughs> button the Ralts is just eating popcorn, just like pouring out the last little kernels of it. Ralts. <laughs> and pulling around all of Seely's various outfits, but. Jasper says, uh, well, if you don't mind, uh, we never did fulfill the sort of social contract of me paying you money after you beat me. Um, if you're going to get some new uh, accessories or things for your Pokemon, well, since you bested me in battle, I, I would love to maybe get them each a, a small thing, if you would like. Totally! <laughs> well, wonderful, wonderful. That's That'll be easier than, uh, actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm low on cash right now. I've just got my card, so it'll be easier to just do that than running to the ATM. <laughs> Best RPG of our lives. <laughs> Rich kid! The ATM! Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Yeah, must be a long walk for you, huh, Rich kid? <laughs> she does not say that out loud. I just don't feel like making a pit stop on the way to the mall. Yeah, because then you're going to have to sign autographs, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She pearl things in her head, man. Just want to get rid of one Shane. Another Shane finds me. Well, at least this one wants to help you out and buy things and just kind of chill. <laughs> 
yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Proof is in the pudding when the times get real tough. I could see this dude ditching the minute he met a nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sold on the character structure yet. Fair enough. But either way, he's buying for now. Great. <laughs> Well, before the whole crew makes their way over to the mall, let's address some level ups. Woo! So I believe you only ended up having one level up from the actual gym battle since you hit the grind so hard beforehand. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. So what have we got? Who leveled up? Do 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 Dwayne. Yes, Dwayne is up to level nine now. Yeah, man. He's super good at saving throws. <laughs> at the ones that he's proficient with because <laughs> yes. his proficiency bonus went up at level nine. Let me tell you, Dwayne has a lot of areas for growth, but he, where he is strong, he is strong. Is his constitution. <laughs> Strength and con, baby. What hit points is he at now? 119. This is upsetting. Uh, 119. Very powerful, very strong rock snake lad. So then the rest of the team who fought in the battle is still where they were. So Seely's still at nine. George Foreman's at eight. Tangerine is at nine. And Fanta is at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Meanwhile, for Luca's gym team, he had a pretty much, well, yeah, everybody throughout the course of that whole ordeal went up in one way or another. Wow, even Omen? Yeah, even Omen, actually. Omen was uh, not too far from leveling up. and Lucky dog. That EXP, uh, mostly because it was only Omen and Toofus that split the Cray Dilly EXP. That was uh, the biggest chunk of it, for sure. So to take it from the top, <laughs> Prince Hal, the Nidorino, Luca used the large EXP candy before going into the gym to bump it up to six so that it would be able to evolve and, and do some stuff to help keep the team fresh. So throughout battling beforehand, Prince Hal got up to level seven. So with all of the things along the way, Prince Hal at his level four with the ASI got the hidden ability feat and got the hustle ability. Do the hustle. Do the hustle. When you score a critical hit, you may immediately gain an additional action on your turn. If he's used to make an attack, you have a disadvantage on the roll. But still, you you do more when you crit. So Hal is at seven. Sweet Zilla has just been eating all kinds of EXP. Zilla, yeah, Zilla's a surprise inside. Elmer's gonna have a little bit of issues. Zilla has moved up to level seven now. So she's rocking the moves Bite, Sandstorm, Ancient Power, and Bulldoze. When does Zilla ha evolve? That's what I mean when Elmer's going to have issues. Like, Elmer's going to wake up one day feeling like they've been alive for two minutes and then, like, turn over and see Zilla at an evolution and be like, Mom, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Zilla technically candidate, but we'll see. Oh, but Zilla's at seven. Zilla's at seven now with a hot 73 total hit points. Prince Hal has 64. And she obviously got the hidden ability feat, so she took Sand Veil, which we saw. L got bumped up to level eight. She finally was able to get some more levels in there. She also took the hidden ability feat and got Pickpocket, 
When hit by a melee attack, this Pokemon may use a reaction to attempt to steal the creature's held item with a sleight of hand check contested by the target's passive perception. Let me tell you, Al and Coconut need to have a meeting because they both have that ability, but Coco's never been able to use it. <laughs> so, like, they're going to have to have a little thievery meetup and figure out how to use that skill. Oh, my gosh. Because obviously I'm doing something wrong as a trader. Well, Coco has the ability um, quick-fingered, which is like a D&D feat, but this is the actual like Pokemon ability pickpocket. So similar things, but still, yes. Still a meeting would be great for them. They should have a meeting. He's, yeah, he could really use some help in that area. Absolutely. Omen is now up to level nine. The big dog is doing great. Woo! Also, L is up to 56 hit points. Oh my gosh, how have I not used this? Who let the omen out? Who, who? Who, 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 who let the omen out of the Pokeball? Uh-huh, who let the... Pearl does that to, like, congratulate Omen, and Omen is not amused. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you're singing along! <laughs> Luke is not amused. <laughs> Omen at level 9 now has 109 hit points. Wow! A big, strong dog. <laughs> And then Tufus, the raging boy himself, the OG, our Cockney lad, has gone up to level 10. And Tufus has got 99 hit points now. And for his move tier bump up, he replaced bite with crunch. I love that. He bites even harder now. He's not a Kit Kat, he's a crunch bar. <laughs> And those were all of Luca's level ups for that whole ordeal as well. Way to go, squad. Way to go, squad. So with that, you all, obviously, I think before you do anything else, probably stop by the Pokemon Center. Oh, sure. I would like to do that. Easy enough to do. And after you go by the Pokemon Center, get your teams healed up, get ready to go. It's time to head to the mall. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our splendiferous and mallorific partner, Dice Envy. This week, in honor of Cray Dilly, check out one of their awesome sets of green dice. They've got a whole bunch like Acid Mist, Mountain Dew Dragon, Illegitimate, Malachite, or Rose and Petal. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you would like to give us a boost, please go to our page over on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. 
And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you would like to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posted about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And speaking of fan art, we've gotten some more amazing art sent to us since our last episode. Thank you to Fairy Tale Girl MB at Burgundy on Instagram for an unbelievable piece featuring Lem. We love it. If you haven't seen it, go check out our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing it, or on the fan art page of the website where we've got a gallery of all the art that fans have sent us. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. This week, we want to highlight the Elderberry Tales podcast. You'll hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the fabulous artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs Viridian Forest, Battle vs. Wild Pokemon, Kanto and Johto versions, Johto Pokemon Gym, Battle Johto Gym Leader, and Battle Hoenn Gym Leader. Thank you to Glitch X City for the songs Johto Gym Leader Remix, Johto Boss Remix Version 2, and Pokemon Sword and Shield Boutique Theme Remix. Thank you to Protodome for the song 14.5 West Coast Radio. Thank you to Michael and Game Chops for the song Route 3. Thank you to Ludwig Starish Gaudi for a happy medley polka. Thank you to the Vivisectors for One Is Always Right and Loco Banana. And thank you to Purple Planet Music for just a whole bunch of mall music. Shop Till You Drop, Retro Gamer, Bobcat Jazz, Future Worlds, For the Love of France, Banks of the Seine, Funk City, Sunshine and Showers, Scenic Essence, Japanese Peace Garden, Candy Store, Pretty Things, Celtic Romance, Ballroom Culture, and Melody of the Hills. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing those ambient sounds. It's like you're really in the mall. Just get ready. We know you haven't been to a mall in a long time. And don't worry, that craving's about to be filled. That's all for me, so let's go shopping! Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your favorite pillow and a curious heart. It's time for a story. Elderberry Tales is a storytelling podcast featuring inspiring and engaging stories for kids. Ancient wisdom, timeless tales, and contemporary heroes. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and listen on your favorite podcast player.
Jonah, you as Pearl, Luca, <laughs> the Peach. Sure. And the Jasper. Yes, the Jasper. Wow, guys, this is a lot harder than he makes it look. <laughs> you guys head to the mall. You're great. And you exit and you walk with your legs. Whoa, we and walk with our legs? I'm really, yes, I'm this DM thing. Wow. Okay. Can I roll to walk on my hands? Yeah. Uh, I got a seven. Sorry, it was a nat 20 needed. Uh, uh, you do try, and who scrapes their face? <laughs> Jasper. Oh, I was going to say it was a pearl thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Jasper got real, real cocky. She dared him to. Yeah, yeah, Pearl dared Jasper to do that. Sure. And they thought it was funny, and everybody laughs. Cool. Everybody laughs. Everybody's having a great time. Hey, and so are know- you trying to tell me that we're going? Are you trying to tell me that we're going to the mall, aka the Lake City Center? Yes, we are going to the Lake City Center. You wow. take a left, you take a right, you hop on the bridge, you drive across the state lines, and you made it. Because <laughs> that's the map in my head, folks. You know the real reason why why I am the DM now because it's time for gym shopping. And when gym shopping happens, the tables are turned. We literally turned the table around just for this. I actually asked Jonah too, and he said no. So It's just because I got to take notes over the cool mm, stuff you find. Okay, excuses. I am the DM and I am taking notes, but in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so yeah, zoom on over. Uh, Pearl gets tired of walking, so sure. uh, Lucas suggests to use the SS Speedmeister. This makes sense. Everyone, um, would everyone like to travel via the SS Speedmeister? Uh, <laughs> I don't think everybody can quite fit in the SS Speedmeister. All right, I guess you don't get that roll then, huh? Roll, roll to cram everybody in the roll, SS no, Speedmeister. No, that's my line. Roll to cram everybody into the SS Speedmeister. Whoa, a 19. You know what? Can we clown car it? Yeah, you definitely, in this moment of sheer bliss where the tables have turned, you clown car to the mall because you guys got tired of walking. That sounds right to me. Okay, so you roll up to the mall. It's beautiful. It's tall. It has a glass window in front of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it screams a major department store's name as well. Uh, on the side of it, there's like a big branch of this department store. Jonah, what's the name of the department store? Uh, Dillabirds. <laughs> oh, Dillabirds. Of course, they're known for their awesome New Year's Day sale, which you should all take advantage of. Um, <laughs> great. So there's Dillabirds. Anything else I need to know about this mall? This is like a very upscale sort of mall. Oh. Like this is this is a fancy folks kind of mall. Okay, um, great. How do you how do you, how how do the pokies feel about it? Because I know that that's what you're playing. <laughs> I think that for the pokies, it's probably a little bit more intimidating than just sort of the standard kind of flea market, farmers market vibes that they're a little bit more used to. Celia goes. Seely actually is probably very excited. <laughs> Seely's ex- very excited. Yeah. Ponyta gets a little skittish. Yeah. And do you know why? Why? Tangerine's like, is this another gym? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, and then uh, Toothfist gets very excited. Zilla's a little overwhelmed, um, but the squad's ready. They're very excited. It's very upscale. Squad's ready. Which which Pokemon sort of uh, pipes up as the leader of this mall oh, scenario? Oh, Seely, come on, guys. How could it be any different? 
I think that Seely probably recommends to the group as you all are getting ready to, you know, go do your mall day. We've got like cool 80s things happening in the background. Yes. It's mall time, baby. Mall time. Um, but There's so a guy with um, roller skates on who just passes you all and goes, mall time. Mall I time. made him. I can do that. <laughs> you can. That man was roller skating. He's really lanky. He looks like Goofy in the Goofy movie when he roller skates and he just slides on over, goes, mall time. And Seely's like all about it. And she goes, He's like, I'm Mall Tom. It's Mall Time. Oh my gosh, Mall Tom! I've heard legends of you! Ah, I jumped back in as a player, sorry. <laughs> but yes, that is the joys of me DMing. There is now Mall Tom. You're welcome, folks. Yes. Well, I think that given that some of the pokies are, you know, a little bit hesitant about this sort of mall situation, especially this being as upscale of a place as it seems to be, uh, Jasper feels very at home here. He says, yes, well, uh, go, by all means, uh, have your Pokemon if they are looking for, you know, different treats or accessories or whatever. Peach pipes in. Peach pipes in. It says, guys, hold on. I'm not choosing pearl piping in because I'm the DM, sure. so I'm picking peach. Great. You, Great. That's your that's your choice. Peach pipes in. She goes, guys, guys, guys. So notice I'm using a character voice as well, folks, because yeah. this is different, right? Yeah, it's guys, like Peach's character guys, voice. we can't all just go wherever you want. We have to think about mall safety. That's right. <laughs> so I think, you know, my, my family always said, once a mauler, always a mauler. Once a partner, always a baller. Are you trying to say that we need a, just a mall buddy? I think so. I think we need a mall buddy. All right, cool. Well, how, how about just the four of us stick together and then just each of, each of the pokies who's, you know, walking around the place, you know, we'll just make sure each of them have a buddy so they can go around and, oh, and do their business. Cool. Okay, yeah. I was thinking the adults, then Pearl Pipes in. Nah, let's have the pokies have a moment. They worked so hard. <laughs> All right, Peach, 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 Peach. Can we please go to this store and up? Uh, they look to their right, yeah, and they see a bedazzled, glittery, girly store with lots of discount items, mystery grab bags, and you can get your ears pierced for free. <laughs> There's, you know, that's the kind of place pillows. where you want to get your ears pierced, where they do it for free. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that the store, yeah, I think they do do that for free. I mean, probably. I'm sure. You guys all know the store I'm talking about, right? I don't have to say it out loud because I'm in the DM. I'm painting a picture with my words. Um, so there's uh, pink everywhere, lots of glitter. There's a disco ball. There is, you know, yummy treats and snacks. And Pearl's already in the store. So Peach says, oh, I better go so that she doesn't destroy it all. <laughs> you go into Clam Pearls. Okay. Clam Pearls. Oh, that's perfect. It was the closest thing to Claire's that I had off. You off. got it. I painted a picture with my words. You this did. Is a good DM. You, you painted a picture with your words, and I knew that it was an analog for Claire's. <laughs> okay, and so then Jasper opens his wallet and goes, oh, well, good thing I have five credit cards. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Max them out, buddies. Luca, let's spend some time quality time together now. I have one more credit card that we can use. I Have you ever been to this store that has um, foot massagers and new technology and drones? <laughs> I'm Jasper. <laughs> All right, Luca. Here, take my hand, young man. No need to be afraid. Young man, he's I'm a young man age. just like you. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's 
trot along. Have you ever seen my fancy, fancy rich man trot? Trot la 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 la. And he um, moves like a little walking horse to the, oh to gosh, the electronic trots. store. Oh, <laughs> see, I, I see him more as somebody who's going towards the uh, the bulberry, which is like a, a burberry, but it's got oh. like a Bulbasaur sort of uh, motif. They will definitely the... go back there. Great. Um, Jasper just left his cards on the floor. Like he just sprayed them out and just, just left them. Just sort of strewn about the place. Yeah. yeah, hit the floor. And um, Seely takes them up. And what does Seely do, Jonah? Uh, well, I think that what Seely's going to do is, uh, y- you can help me out with this, but let's figure out who is going to be mall buddies here as far as the Pokemon. Sure, yeah, that seems like something a DM would know. Okay, great. So we have um, we have Seely, Tangerine, Dwayne, Fanta, and Georgie. We have Tufus, Zilla. We have L. Omen and L. And Prince Hal is oh, there. and Prince Hal. Okay. I think a good pairing for Tangerine. Yeah, let's do one of yours with one of his. That's for exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Um, as the DM, I thought that would be a great, great choice sure. to have it be other. It's not going to be like all Pearl's team buddying up. It's going to be opposites. For yes. Yes. I think Elle and Dwayne are paired. <laughs> because Pearl's team can be a little bit of softies at times. And if I did any other pairings, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> Let's have Prince Hal and George Foreman. I knew that one was going to happen. Oh. I could feel it. I'm glad. Wow. Isn't it fun to be on the edge of your seat wondering what the DM will say next? I I wonder what the dungeon master's going to (laughs) do. Okay. Uh, Zilla and Tangerine? Zilla and Tangerine. Maybe Zilla and Seely. Zilla and Seely? Yeah. Seely's babysitting? Yeah. Only because I want Tufus and Fanta to have bro time. Ah, I was feeling the bro time. And Omen, I just can't imagine a scenario where Omen and Seely want to go to the same store. Yeah, I don't really see (laughs) Seely going into a sort of hot topic scenario. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wait, does that all line up? What we've got left is Tangerine and Omen. Oh, that's fun. Maybe they'll get shoes, and they need four shoes. Like, maybe there's a pairing of four they need. Yeah, horseshoes. Yeah, and dog shoes. Maybe there's some, I'm saying, maybe there's something of four or a tail thing. Sets of four, yeah, something for quadrupeds. Okay, so we've got our pairings here, Jonah. I know you're hanging on every word since I am the DM. I've created these pairings. Here are the mall buddies. We have Ellen Dwayne. Sure. Prince Hal and George Foreman. Great. Tufus and Fanta. Yes. Zilla and Sealy. Uh-huh. Omen and Tangerine. Beautiful. Thus saith the DM. If you ever want to add a sentence like that when you're a DM, you totally can. Add a TH and add a thus. <laughs> Easy. Great. So those are our pairings. And then also, obviously, Jasper and Peach's Pokemon are all around as well. Uh, but since we're specifically doing gym stuff right now, I'm just going to say that, like, everybody's having a great time hanging out. But we're going to cut to when everybody splits off to go get their uh, gym treats. So they're going to hang out in the food court. <laughs> I love that. Great. But just know that. Also, just know they're all that hanging they're out, all hanging out together having and a having a great time. But we're just going to look at the specific We're just going to look at these specific moments in order to make this episode succinct, because that is something I care of and think of it. So, all right, they're hanging out at the food court, and um, you know what? If there's, if there's, here's, as a DM, I'll say this. Sure, as the DM, you can say it. (laughs) Okay, as the DM, I'll say this. 
if you want to imagine an extra pokey and if fan art happens with an extra pokey from one of their teams, that's totally chill with me. You know, I'm all, I promote as much pokey community as possible. That's actually a statement in my dream vision board as a DM. Pokey community community as possible. It's true. Goose and Captain and Kiwi are all just like hanging around. Yeah. So if you drew a picture and they're in the bow store messing around with a, why does the bow store keep coming into my brain? If they're in that store messing around, um, that's cool. That's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, uh, Jonah, what buddy, mall buddy system, what mall, what people would you like to do first? Mm-hmm. What buddies should go where? <laughs> Jonah, who's the first set? Hmm. Tell you what, I want to roll. I want to roll to see who's going to go first. I'll okay. roll a D6. Yeah, roll a D6. And let me tell you, if you get uh, a one, it's Ellen Dwayne. Two, three, four. Five, you gotta roll again and give me a kiss on the cheek. Ha oh, No six, if you roll a six. So sneaky. Ah, I wish I'd rolled a six. It was a three. Okay, um, Tufus and Fanta, the bros, they get to go first. All right, Tufus and Fanta. So, um... Where, do you, where would you like them to go? That's a good question. Well, well you tell me, DM. All right, so we've, we know we've got uh, our powerful barbarian boy and also our old-timey Hollywood bird. So what's the kind of place that the two of them could could find themselves that would fit harmoniously for the two of them? So as you know, Jonah, there's this hat store in Nashville. I don't know. Are they a national chain? Yeah, they are, actually. I've been to one in Chicago before. I mean, obviously not recently, but, uh, you know, they have them all over the place. Yeah, They're our favorite hat store. If we ever got sponsored by them, I'm not putting up a fight. I'll wear any hat. I will wear any them. hat from the store. And they're, uh, it's Gorin Brothers. That's true. So um, Fanta and Tufus being bros and being bros who need some fashion to celebrate this historic day. Yes. They're going to drop some cash on a Goomy Brothers hat. All right, they're going for the Gooman Brothers hats. The Gooman Brothers hats. All right, cool. So uh, they go in there, they're walking around. Who's who's selling hats here in the Gooman Brothers? Oh, good, good, good tag. Good tag. Ah, the Schnitzel. Oh, welcome to the Gooman Brothers hats. Yes, welcome to the Gooman Brothers hats. I am from Switzerland, maybe not. Or a little bit of Germany, you'll see. And he's playing an accordion. Great. What's this Swiss-German guy playing the accordion's name? Guten Tag and Morgen. My name is Micaiah. Micaiathis. (laughs) (laughs) Guten Tag and Morgen. Oh, two fine little pokies for Micaiathis today. How can I help you? Tufus just looks to Fanta and says... Raw bruv, I'm really rethinking this whole thing already. Ah, a little later, Hosens. Would you like it the schnitzel? And uh, he puts a big old bundle of schnitzel in front of Toothfist's face. It's warm, it's hot, it's amazing. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm rethinking that rethinking now, bruv. <laughs> no, see, this is the kind of place, look, if you want high quality, you know, artisan sort of things, yeah, you want to find somebody who's eccentric. If they're not eccentric, they're probably not doing it right. This right here, this, this Makaiath is here is right on my alley. Oh, I know a powerful pokey when I see one. Toothfist has just like... You know in like cartoons when a cat eats a fish and they just sort of put the whole thing in their mouth and it's just yeah. the bones? Yeah. Uh, Toofus has uh, done this with the schnitzel. Ooh! A schnitzel on a stick? I think so. I think schnitzel's on a stick. It is my 
schnitzel. If this... And my schnitzels on a stick, because I am the powerful Machiavist who can make the schnitzel from nowhere. And he pulls schnitzel from his pockets. Schnitzel's from the cupboards. Schnitzel's from the ceiling fan. Schnitzel, he has a whole confetti, a whole, a whole pinata of schnitzel, and he pulls it down. Yeah, you know, I think I like hats now. <laughs> oh, good. I know I see a very powerful Pokemon. I know what that looks like, and that is a YouTube. I really hope you find some accordion music to put behind all of this Oh, mess. my gosh. Um, and... Machiathus walks over to Tufus. Guten Morgen, wow! Okay, I think you need this one. And he pulls out a massive metal helmet that looks like that of a um, Trojan uh, warrior. Oh my god! And he places it on Tufus's head, if mm. Tufus allows. Mm. Tufus allows it to be placed on his head. We'll see if he likes. This it. gives you all the power. And it makes you a, uh, it makes your armor class go up to a DC 20. When you wear it. <laughs> oh, not for you. You can't fit enough schnitzelman. Never mind. I have another. And then he takes away the Trojan armor. Okay. That was just one of the ha- the hats here. <laughs> just one. Let's see. Okay. So, yeah, we, we got some hats going around. Uh, I there think- are definitely some, like, beautiful. Also, just know I am part German, folks. I love, love, oh, Switzerland is one of my dream bucket lists. As a DM, I like to take moments to talk about uh, my hopes and dreams and just what I'm interested in, what inspires me. That's really good for me as a player character. I know. To, so just know, know there that. are some beautifully made, like, beautiful hats from Germany here. They're green. They're felty. They're gorgeous. Ah. Um, Peter Pan would give up his left hand to get a hat like this. Like, this makes Peter Pan's hat look like it got ran over by a semi before he put it on and was like, Wendy, come along. Goobin Brothers is doing it right. Okay, so I think that you tell you can tell me what, what Fanta's looking for. I feel like Tufus is probably going to look in sort of those, like, you know how they've got, like, the novelty baseball caps? I think he's looking more in, like, those in the beanies and stuff, stuff to go with, like, that, you know. Yeah, egg. new um, uh, jacket, yeah. Yeah, to go with that, uh, that leather jacket slash vest now because he ripped the sleeves off of it. But I think that that's kind of the zone that he's playing in. I love that. And what's, what's Fanta looking for? He's looking for a beautiful top hat. Of course he is. Of course he is. All right, awesome. So go ahead and um, roll roll for Fanta first. Okay. Roll the D20. You roll for Fanta first, and you roll a D20, sir. Oh, whoa. Did we do that last time? Uh, you didn't want to because it was a difficulty. I think you weren't like, wow, is she ready to be a DM? But obviously I've proven in the past 20 minutes I am ready to be a DM. You were kind of just like, does she know what she's asking me to roll? And I was like, yeah, but kind of not. But about, I do know. I know now. How about you roll for like? This is what happened last time. Pearl's As a DM, team. I will roll and for I'll, Pearl's and team. And I'll roll for Lucas. Team. Yeah, just kind of how like we divide the battles up. Right, I'll sure. roll for Pearl's team. You roll for Lucas. Sure. Just so it's less for you to manage and less for me to manage. I love we'll that. Teamwork that. I okay, love great. The roll. Three, two, one. Roll. Is it an inve- yes? Yeah, an investigation check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I mistake. I know a special pokey when I see one too. And uh, Machiathus walks over to Fanta. <gasps> did you have a little nipple of the shadow once in a while? Uh, well, yes, I did. I don't know how you knew that. It's a little I, bit concerning. I know. And he goes, ah, well, 
as if after I rolled that natural 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would like to take you to the historic section. And he smacks a snitchel across the back wall. Like he throws it. Right. It hits a beautiful red button. And the behind cash register begins to lift up. And there is a glorious historical section. And it's like a scene from Mission Impossible or like a spy movie when mm. you can see all the real cool gear. Come with me. And Tufus and Fanta get to both go into the historical section. Sure. Tufus, Tufus rolled a 15, so not right. bad. Yeah, he, he didn't miss the, the whole cash register lifting. Yeah. <laughs> These mall people, they never see anything. Guten Morgen, Tagen. I'll be with you in a second. Come quick. <laughs> okay. So in the historical section, they can pick their hats, which are extra rare and extra good. So uh, Jonah, what do they find? What does Tufus, what is he drawn towards in the historical section? Oh, well, in the historical section. Now, that's interesting because I don't think of like the, the baseball cap. Oh, come oh, on. There's like, like an old timey. Like a Babe Ruth baseball well, hat? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking that it's not one of the, you know, current kind of novelty ones, but it's no, like it's a like really the nice, real deal. like old timey baseball cap. Yeah, like the real deal. Like all the stuff in the front of the store was the attempt to replicate those things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, but this is like the this original. This is the actual original. Yeah. Fanta like flashed Jasper's credit card. <laughs> Perfect. That was his natural 20 investigation yes. flashes the card. You got to know how to talk to these people, Tufus. And then um, and, and Machiavist also puts down his accordion. He's like, I got to give them respect. That was a little too Transylvanian. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's actually a vampire. No. Hmm. Okay. So as they're looking around at these hats, they find these two like really cool old timey hats, this old timey top hat and this like old school baseball cap. Tell me about uh, like what the top hat looks like and what you want to call it. Oh, I see you have found what I think is speaking to you. Guten Tag. <clears throat> Let me lift it out from the case. And there is this beautiful top hat. I mean, it is shiny. Like it is black and sleek and shiny. And uh, you have to be careful. Hold on. Okay, everybody put your hand to the level of your eye. Um, <laughs> um, because, oh, wow, that's a fancy hat. Because when it's activated, it's so shiny that it will glint, um, whether there's sunlight or not. So to remove the case, bink. He lifts it up, Machiathus lifts it up, and it has the smallest glint, but then he's able to de deactivate it. And uh, Machiathus puts it on Fanta's head. This was bed, uh, bed a stairs top hat, the blaziken. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Fred Astaire would be if he was Pokemon? Oh, like what Pokemon would yeah. Fred Astaire be? Ted Astaire. This was Ted Astaire's top hat. One of the best dancers of all time. And when he would wear it, he would dazzle the people with the lights and the moves. And we could barely watch him. We were so, we could, we could barely keep our eyes on him. <laughs> it's only $500,000. <laughs> well, money's no object. This card's not mine. <laughs> it looks great on you. Ah, come here, my little toothy friend. Don't think I have forgotten about you. This one may not be as shiny, 
But it is the right one for you. What happened to the voice? Guten Tag and Morgen. Okay. <laughs> the eternal DM struggle. What happened to the voice? Man. Also, Tad Astaire was a galade. Yes. An old Hollywood galade. Yep. Um, Fanta is holding back tears in the corner while, yes. while he helps Tufus. He's like, I know who Tad Astaire is. <laughs> I understood that reference. And he's doing everything in his power not to just break out and dance now. Oh, absolutely. Um, but he places it on its head and it's glorious. Now, this hat, it's still also in a case, but it's on wheels. Like, this this Machiathus, he like, vroom, he, he finds this stuff out of nowhere in this magical Hall of Fame. Sure. Void. Um, this hat is very, very special. It may look scruffy, but it was the famous hat of Reacher Poe, one of the best spitballers in the league. Try it on. All right, yeah, cool. Let's see how it goes. And he puts it on backwards, obviously. Oh, that actually works. That works for me. And it feels great. He looks in the mirror. He says, oh, this right here. This is my style. I like it. So for the listeners, these hats are very special. Um, Fonta's hat, when wearing it, it uh, if Fonta gets confused, any attacker has disadvantage to hit Fonta. Correct. As he, as he dances around. Great. Yeah. I'm so glad you understand that concept. Yeah. The other hat is uh, very special because uh, Tufus gets to spit out ice balls and chuck them now. Uh, yeah. So essentially what, what it is, like mechanically what we've got going on. First of all, do you want a specific name for this top hat or do you just want it to be Ted Astaire's top oh, hat? Oh, Ted Astaire's top hat. Because they're in the, the Hall of Fame section. They're in the history section. Nice. So it's Ted Astaire's top hat, and um, for uh, Two Fists, it's uh, Reacher Poe's. Reacher Poe? Yeah, after Preacher Row, one of the most famous spitballers in the Brooklyn Dodgers. Thank you, Google. Yeah, Reacher Poe's cap, a.k.a. the spitball cap. And what Ted Astaire's top hat does, it basically gives Fanta the tangled feet ability. So flavor-wise, as he's confused, his dancing around does make it harder for him to be hit. Right. I'm yeah. glad you understand this. It's like I explained. Yeah. And then the Reacher Pose cap, a.k.a. the spitball cap, lets Tufus add a 20-foot range to his melee moves as, you know, if it's flavored as whether, he, you know, if he tries to use, like, Ice Fang, for example, he just, like, hawks up a big chunk of ice and throws it at something or whatever the equivalent would be for whatever move. But it, I'm it, it so lets glad. That. Yeah, that's exactly I'm really glad you're a great player because what I say, you're able to digest so clearly. And then I love to hear you repeat it back. You like to hear sort of my take on what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guten Tag and Morgen. Ah, <coughs> oh, these fit like gems. Let's check out. Impulse by impulse by rush, rush, rush now. What add-ons do you want? <laughs> he tries to, you know, upsell. Hey, can I get the feather? Oh, wait, just just kidding. I've got plenty of those to put in there, but give me a pin to put in this. <laughs> okay, uh, $90,000. Run it as a credit. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, fine pokies. Here are your bags. Guten Tag and Morgan. Get some sweet chill on the way out. <laughs> there it is. It came back. There it is. Hey. And with that, Fanta and Tufus leave Gooman Brothers. Nice. Cut two. Roll the dice. Roll the D6. Hey, hey. Oh, hey, that's a six. <gasps> Yay for me. Okay, now my chances of getting a hug and a kiss are even stronger because if you rolled a three, you also have to do the same two. I see. Next, I got a one. Oh. Ellen Dwayne, where would you like this odd couple to go to? <laughs> They're not that odd. Where would you like this uh, buddies to go to? 
<laughs> it's it's more just a big and small thing. But really, with Dwayne and pretty much anyone, it's a big and small thing. Yeah, but you know what? Elle loves it. Like Dwayne knows she's a serious threat, treats her like this, and um, she likes to hide in the cracks. Nice. She's just whoosh, whoosh, tucking yeah. herself away. She has there. a grand old time. Great. Do you want to voice Elle? Uh, yeah, I'm the DM. Totally. I will be Dwayne. Oh. If Elle could get personified, if this Pokemon could get perfo- personified into a person, I think it's Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Yes. Thank you. There it is. So I won't do that much of a character voice, but just know it's only because I think she is Aubrey Plaza. Bless it. Yep. Nope. Elle is, Elle is personality-wise, we're going for Aubrey Plaza. I am here yeah. so for it. So you guys it. might not have a lot of different voice, but I just want you to know that's why my choice is that. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is, guys. All right. It's Andy and uh, April. <laughs> hey, check this out. Maybe it's not. It's more like The Rock in April. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, Dwayne, like, where do you, like, want to, like, go? Because we got this card, and I kind of want to burn a hole in it. I like the outdoor shops. Oh, okay, great. Uh, I definitely could find something there. Um, I have these great fingernails, but a knife sharpener for my nails would be awesome. I think that's great. Okay, outdoor shop. Let's go. Um, yes. So, like, let's ditch, ditch this entire store completely because I definitely saw an outdoor store um, in the parking lot. So, we can just go there, and it's probably going to be better for your head. In the parking lot. All right. Okay, and Elle sneaks in the crack. She goes, ride. The big rock snake just sort of... Moves through the fancy mall. And uh, I think people are happy that he's going to the parking lot. Yes. And in the parking lot, there's this big old tent um, because this is a town that has a uh, bluegrass gym. They often have a lot of beautiful um, custom outdoor stores. Not uncommon. Yeah. Um, And this is a pop-up shop. uh, Kind of like uh, the big tents you see in malls at Halloween's and stuff. Yes. Um, So this store has a lot of cool seasonal. What season is it? I know that because I'm the DM. It's Spafall winter summer. It's Spafall winter summer. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this is this works. is a town for all seasons because they've got. Uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. I got this. I got it. It's got early. It. It's technically like early no, fall. I got it. I got it. It's not technically anything DM style. Okay, we have a famous gardener who sure. came into town yes. to um, sell their wares. Oftentimes, the city pays for these garden shops to come in. Sure. And famous grass type gardeners come. Yeah. And so this person just also has outdoor stuff like yeah, yeah, like camping they're selling, things and things like that. Yeah, they're selling their camping gear um, and it works perfectly because the the reason why it's normally a little bit more garden centric, right. but it's more outdoorsy this time because of the gardener Chuck Forrester! <laughs> well, hey there, you big old rock buddy. My name is Chuck Forrester, and I would love to see you in a camper! <laughs> so settle on up, little rock buddy! Just because you're big and strong like me doesn't mean we don't treat you like our number one customer! How do you like to ride away in this RV? Chuck Forrester! I don't have hands. Don't worry about that. Oh my gosh, that's Wayne just spoke to me. Is this canon or is this canon? 
<laughs> Can Chuck and Dwayne talk to each other? You know why? I have my special rock translator in. This allows me to speak to rocks. Don't notice the fact that it's almost the size of my ear. It's shaped like a rock. <laughs> He's actually got a couple levels in the ranger trainer path, so he's using his one per day uh, uh, communicate with Pokemon to try to make the sale. Wow, that was really great that you wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> he's also just got a big rock that he's attached to his ear. It is the new fashion. Hey there, little lady. Would you like a rock earring? Look at my crystals. So, uh, what's, uh, what's Dwayne looking for in this, well, uh, outdoorsy place? Hold on, I do have one more thing. Okay, great. Um, so it's almost like here, after we've met Chuck, I know what it is now. We have certainly met Chuck. <laughs> I know what it is now. It's like the Food Network okay. bringing in a small, like, a pop-up restaurant with okay. one of their approved television chefs. It's Guy Fieri I was about to for say so. <laughs> Outdoors Garden. I see. I, the the guy Fieri of out uh, of outdoors. outdoor garden. Chuck Forrester. <laughs> Great. Um, Dwayne, I think Dwayne is looking for some PJs, like outdoor P, like a blanket, like a tarp. Like he's seen Pearl and uh, Seely get in their PJs, mm -hmm. and he's a little jealous. Like he would like maybe like a little scarf or a cape or something that's like outdoorsy and flannel that can be good for all kinds of weather. Gotcha. So um, essentially, that makes him feel like he's a little part of the cozy gang when it's that time. I see. So what for for normal people would be like an outdoor sort of tarp situation <laughs> like you might put over uh, oh, you know your camper yes. or your four wheeler or what have yeah. you uh, he's looking to use that but as an accessory yes I see this I makes so. sense to me I think that Elle is definitely uh, in keeping yeah, with... Yeah, Jonah, uh, what do you think Elle is looking for? Oh, oh thank you for asking. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> I am a very thoughtful DM. Of course you are. I think that she's looking for probably something, like you said, sort of in keeping with, you know, sharpening the claws and things. I think she's definitely looking in uh, the sort of blades section of this, this outdoorsy place where they've got things like machetes and, yes. uh, you know, hand axes and things like that. Elle sneaks out once Chuck Forrester recognizes her. Her. She oh, sighs and um, she hops off Dwayne and uh, triple back flips on Chuck's head and then drops off. Like <laughs> she's like, oh, just show me the blades. Um, and he goes, whoa, that's a spicy Pokemon you got there. All right. Help yourselves. It seems like you guys know where to go. And Jonah, will you roll a D20? Sure. I'll roll one for L. Ooh, nice. Ooh, what'd you get? Elle got a 19. Nice. She knows. She knows. What's Dwayne got? 10. 10. So nice in the middle there. I think he'll be able to find what he needs. Nice. Okay, so Dwayne is going to find an item that is going to give him a, a once per day uh, effect because it's a lower than a 15. So Yes, I remember telling you that at the beginning of this session. You did tell me that. You also that, you told me. You have such a good memory of the things that I say when I am a DM, just like me, hon. You also That's so nice told that we both me. No, I love that. You also told me that if it's a 15 or higher, uh -huh. they get an, an ongoing but more situational sort of effect. Okay. Uh, and then a natural 20 is, you know, something very, very good, like huh? another ability. Wow, you're really a good note taker. I tried my best. 
Yeah, I know. I can tell. Your best is succeeding. Okay, so Dwayne's item, one day, uh, one, one effect per day, exactly what we said. What if it's once per day? Let's see, because it's a tarp, you know, a slash, you know, in, in his mind, it's like a scarf or, you know, an ascot or something of that nature. Uh, but some sort of accessory like that to help him with with the weather and whatnot. <gasps> so what if Can it, it was like a little cap for his tail, a little cap for his tail? Like, like, you know how in old Dickens characters, there's like the little nightcap. What if there's like a little flannel tablecloth, like for a snow cone machine and <laughs> it doesn't fit him anywhere else, but his little tail. Just on the nubbin of his yeah. tail. Yeah. This tablecloth. Oh only no, stop, the- stop, stop. It's a children's tent. Of course it's it is. It's a child's tent. A child's that tent he, that he puts it's, on it's his It's a child's tent that has the classic lumberjack pattern. Obviously. And it's nice and cozy. It's made with, like, wool and stuff. So he can wear it like little old Ebenezer Scrooge when it's time for bed. But also, if he wants to just be fashionable, he can wear just the little tail cap. Ooh. Okay. I like it. Here's what I'll say. Here's the once per day effect. So it's supposed to protect him against the weather, against the elements, right? Yeah, right. So sometimes he gets cold. He, he sleeps outside a lot. He sleeps outside a lot. So first of all, what do you want to call this this tablecloth? Tail cap. Tail cap. A flannel child's tent. That's why it's fit on the tail. Fits so well. It's tail shaped. How silly of me, of course. <laughs> I'm going to look up a child's tent right now and send you a picture of what it looks like. Yeah, well, kind of like teepee shaped, I would assume. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so I'm going to say that once per day when he's wearing the tail cap, Dwayne can half the damage of a fire or ice type move that's been done to him, as this is something to protect against the elements. That's actually a great item. Great. And Elle's item, I'm really, again, really love that I, I love this call and repeat we have back and forth right now. Um, so I've already told you what L's items do, does, but for the listeners, why don't you tell them what L's item does? Oh, great. Yeah, I cut the part where you told me what it does. I know. It's a, just a little back back and forth repartee. I think it's got to be something with sharp edges because I know what it does. Like, I know what the effect is going to be, but I, I'm trying to figure out, like, what it is. Is it weird if it's geometric earrings? Mm. Give her, like, one earring that's really sharp. Ooh. I like it. She like she spent some time just straight up looking at knives, uh, but she does have like the one big red ear, which is really cool. Uh, and she's also got the other one, but she's also thinking about later on. She's like, okay, you know, if I evolve, hopefully, you know, I'll need like you know two, not just the one. Even though I've just got the one right now, I'll just wear two on the one right now. But yeah, the Chuck Forrester, bring it home to your wife package. Why don't you, pretty lady, come check out our jewelry? It's perfect for that special someone or beautiful woman like you. Guys, buy gifts. (laughs) I think that... uh, The Chuck Forrester, like, you're beautiful, lady. Like, terrible arts on it. But she actually finds... And, like, all the earrings are terribly designed except and, like, poorly designed. Like, essentially, he just put shards of knives on earrings. I was about to say, it kind of just looks like a a couple of small knives. Yeah, and, like, it's uh, perfect for Elle. She's got some sharp-looking earrings. So, Jonah, And that's what they're called. There's some sharp-looking earrings. Hey, the sharp-looking earring collection! That feels like what Chuck Forrester would call them. Okay, yeah, so Jonah, why don't you tell us uh, again, uh, I've told you, why don't you tell the audience what the earrings do? 
Great. Okay, so she had a 19, so it's something that's like... Oh, wow, this is going to be really great. Situational. Okay, I mean, so. it is really great. I remember when I made it. Okay, I think that anytime she's using, like, claw-based melee moves, right? Like a metal claw, for Frequently. example, something like that, right? If it's one that doesn't normally allow her to use her dex, she can use her dexterity instead of, like, her strength for it. Like, great. Like metal claw, awesome. normally you only get to use your strength, but when she's wearing these... Psh- she gets to use her dexterity instead. Beautiful. With these sharp-looking earrings. So, claw-based melee attacks, dex instead of strength for any of them. Let's check out! <laughs> Would you guys like some air freshener for your brand new RV? Yeah, I don't, I'm not getting an RV, but I would like something to freshen up the crevices. <laughs> well, I've got I gotta the be really careful not to make him go cockney when I'm in this. Because he's not cockney like Doofus. You know what? I get it. just kind of lends itself to that. As a DM, that's the struggle, right? I mean, yeah. Right? You would know. I do. Yes. All right. They check out. They, they don't spend a lot more money. They check out from Chuck Forrester's Outdoor Palooza. Yes. We found it, folks. This is the rawest improv episode. Each time we do this, it's the most raw improv. Zero planning. Zero planning, guys. All right, uh, roll a d6 just to find out who's next. I think also, I think Elle and Dwayne just play in the parking lot. Yeah. I got a four this time. All right, that's Zilla and Seely. Zilla and Seely. I feel like this is a situation where Seely's basically babysitting. But she wants well, to like. Because Celie wants to. I mean, yes, because she wants to. She's not burdened by that. No, 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 no. She's not upset by Celie it. Celie wanted to do that. Yeah, she, she wanted well, to. Also, on the flip side, Tufus would only trust Celie. That is absolutely correct. I think that Celie was like, "No, you go with Fanta." Like, I got it. Because Tufus was like, all right, kiddo, where are we going? And Celie's like, hold on, hold on. Even dads need a break, too. Why don't you let me take care of Zilla just for a little bit? You guys have some bro time. Go see Fanta. You love Fanta. You guys haven't talked in ages. Look, he's got a new color feather. Have you checked that out lately? You guys got to catch up. Check, catch up. Catch up with Fanta. I'll take care of Zilla. Zilla, you want to play with the Auntie Celie? What is Zilla's voice? I knew it. Is it Tiny Tim? Because, oh, no, that's that's Tiny Tim. But something like that because of Toothless. All right. She's even smaller. Don't worry. I'll make it like a softer. That's really sweet. She's kind of softer. Oh, she- oh, I've been dying to play with you. Right, I picked up my voice from the dead. <laughs> from the pops. From the pops. I'm still a baby, pretty much. <laughs> Don't worry, I, w- I will still sound like this when I'm a tyrannitor. It's, no. not, a, it's not a coconut situation. Now this is just because I'm a few days old. Now leave us blubbery babes to ourselves. Let's get a pedicure. Don't know what that is. I'm like three days old. Okay. Uh, and so she convinces uh, Fanta and Tufus to go. But uh, wow, we just went back in time. That's how powerful a DM I am. And you stayed with us, Whoa. listeners. Okay. Um, but really, what do you think they're interested in? I don't. I think they get a pedicure, but I think they also do something else. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, if Seely takes Zilla to like a child store or something, like it's really up to Seely because Zilla's like a few days old. I don't know that I don't know that Zilla really knows everything that she super likes yet. Aww. Like she's still figuring it out. She's Zilla she's experiencing laughs the whole the world. time she has the pedicure. She loves she has tickles. <laughs> the bubbles. I know, don't you love the bubbles? I've got to treat you. We got to do more girls' days, okay? I think that they, like, accentuate the little, like, black spikes that, like, come off of her eyes. 
makeup wise. She's like, oh, yes. All right. So they do see these like very girl adult activity. Yes. She's a dugong now. So she's feeling a little refined. Hey, uh, uh, Zilla. Yeah. Can I tell you a little secret? Of course. It has to do with where we're headed next. Oh, uh, all right. I hold the record for longest seal to balance a ball ever on a cruise ship. Well, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Order, order. Here's my medal. And she drags from behind her back a massive trophy <laughs> of herself encrusted with gold. Has a little bit of pretzels crumbs on them. <laughs> but it is back when she was um, just a seal. That's true. She normally keeps this in her dressing room Pokeball. Yes, yes. And she dusts off the, the pretzel combs. Oh, sorry about that. But I want you to know, you too can earn honors like this. And that's why, but da we're here. And it's a beautiful toy. Store. Oh, nice. So, Celie and Zilla are going to play in this toy store. They're going to pick their items here. Um, Jonah, will you roll? Great. I will roll for Zilla while you roll for Celie. What did Zilla roll? Zilla got a nine. Can I give Celie's roll to Zilla as a DM? Really? Yeah, Celie's very powerful. She's a dugong now. She's got a lot of items. She's got her scarf, beret, hat, all these things. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Zilla have this roll and Celie have the nine. Okay. Great. Okay, so Celie got a nine, and Zilla got a 15. Okay, cool. Okay, so that means that Zilla is going to end up with something that is a ongoing effect, and Celie will get a, like a once per day thing. Exactly right. How generous of you. I'm a very generous DM. Whoa. I know. Nice. Okay, so you're looking for like a, what is this, a beach ball? Some sort of other yeah, ball? Yeah, Celie's going to look for um, a beautiful new uh, ball that reminds her back of her glory days. Ah, yes. Um, and so she really takes that seriously. Like, she really starts to examine everything. Oh, top of the morning to ya. I mean, afternoon. I mean, daytime. Welcome! Welcome to Gullivan's Toy Store! Gullivan's? Gullivan, our toy store man. Wait, so is this person the toy store? Is this Gullivan? No, I'm I'm just Sherry. (laughs) Sherry, what is Sherry like? Sherry's just a nice little lady who needs a part-time job at the mall to pay for all the tea she drinks. (laughs) She has a small home. She's got three, you know, small pokies with her. She's just, she's, she's the salt in the earth. She's the salt of the earth. (laughs) Kind of woman. Great. Oh, don't the little toys just bring you so much joy? Oh, I don't even know. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> oh, come here, come here. Let's me just give you a little wee tickle. Oh, wild that I'm five days old and I know the word overstimulated. <laughs> You're very advanced pokey, I can tell. Yeah, Look I at am. you. Look at you. Wow. Here, let me show you something real special for I'm you. I'm already level seven. Seely <laughs> slaps her hand. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I promise I'm not walking away with your larvitar here. Here, why don't you both come with me? I know you'd be up for it. You and I seem like we're made from the same cloth. (laughs) You're a little bit more highfalutin, though. I can tell. I can tell. Were you? Oh, God. She runs back to the counter. She whips out from her magazine a... Well, actually, you know what? She doesn't run back to the counter. She runs to the book section of the toy store. Sure. And there is, like, the longest records book. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. 
Ah, yes. There's a Ripley's Believe It or Not book in here, something like that, for this world. And she whips out to page uh, 753. And on page 753 of this Ripley's Believe It or Not, there is a picture of Celie balancing a ball for the longest time ever noted. (gasps) Oh, you're that seal! I've read about you! It's a pleasure to meet you. You are a divine creation that we all are blessed with, and you should have a red carpet rolled out for you every single time you move. <laughs> oh, did I know you know. You're so humble. Wow, I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you at first, but, you know, have you evolved? Oh, you sneaky little seal. If you'll notice, audience, we've swapped over to where I'm uh, doing what Sherry hears so that Sarah doesn't have to do the Dia move of talking to herself. Stop. I want to. You want to talk to? I, of course, want to do that. Oh, okay. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. So when did you become a dugan? Oh, fascinating. A spirit whom you say. Pearl, I feel like I know that. I do deserve a vacation. Thank you for the card. I'll definitely use the coupon card. Of course, of course. Oh, no. Look. And we see little Zilla has climbed up into the ball pit. Yes. And has gone. There we go. Has gone and has fallen into the ball pit. Oh, we should go get that little one. Those, I don't know if she's uh, quite ready for that. That is a teen adult pit. It's very deep. It's really. And Celia has already jumped into the ball pit, splash everywhere. Boom. And is like doing full seal rescue con at this point. And underneath the ball pit. Yes. Zilla has reached the very bottom. Sure. She's sunk all the way down. Obviously. She's very heavy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, she sees something shiny. And it's shiny because it's wrapped in plastic because it's what you were thinking of. And it is... Describe it for us, Jonah. What is it? She picks up... Uh, it's shiny because it's wrapped in plastic, like you said. It's a, it's a, in a little package. But it's a pair of little friendship bracelets. Aww. And she's like, I'll take a look at these. There's one for and her and one for Seely. What are you doing? Boings her back up. <laughs> She's like, I found these. I think it's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and she shows the friendship bracelet to Seely. They make it out of the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, they get out of the ball pit. And coming out of the ball pit, Seely also found something that caught her eye. Obviously, <gasps> there's a lot of, uh, well, balls in the ball pit. Uh, what is the one that catches Seely's eye? What's it look like? This ball is a translucent blue. So it has like a sparkly glitter blue look to it, but you can see through it. And um, they get out of the ball pit and Sherry goes, oh, I'm so sorry, loves. I didn't realize you sink so well in that ball pit. You make it out all right there, little one. And she gives Larvitar a little, little, you know, affection. Yeah, nuzzle. Yeah, slaps her out of the... Get oh. at it! All right, I'm all fine. right, <laughs> all right. Well, um, looks like you found one of our friendship bracelets, so I'm going to have to put that on your tab. And then she goes, oh, Seely, look at that move. And Seely is just able to do the most amazing moves with this clear, translucent ball. Yes. Or, 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 or. Like, she is looking like a soccer star with this. I think that one's meant for you, too. I've got a fresh one packaged up if you want it. I can uh, ball it up, as you might say. Oh, I'd love that. 
Um, and so Celie's uh, new um, shiny performance ball. Oh, shiny performance ball. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was going to call it the fancy ball o tricks, but I like shiny performance ball. Her shiny performance ball helps her once per day. Yes, once per day, she can get a bonus to a performance roll equal to her proficiency bonus. Awesome. Oh, come on, loves. Let's check out. Seems like you need a little food. This one's getting a little wee cranky, don't you think now, Celie? Or... I'm not cranky. I know. That's why I said it. I just said no. You know? Oh, yeah. I'll say it to her. I mean, sometimes people just don't get it. You know, people don't realize the effectiveness of a single ort. Ort? No. Yeah. You're wrong. (laughs) She's the sherry lady. Am I telling you? It's like, I'm cute and I have cats. (laughs) She's just got a bunch of meows at home. But really... You know, some people are seal people. Some people are meowth people. And me and you, Zilla, we're the peep pokies. Chill. All right, let's get our bags and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere off in the distance, Murray the Diglet is pleased. <laughs> Great. So Celie has got the shiny performance ball, which once per day can give her a bonus to a performance roll equal to her proficiency bonus. And then Zilla got this friendship bracelet, and Celie has a matching one. The friendship bracelet, you know what? Through the power of friendship, Zilla's got advantage on charisma saving throws. I love that. And you know what? Because Celie was so kind and gave up that nicer item, she has the matching friendship bracelet. Once per day, she can get advantage on a charisma save. Oh, wow. Dang. Because it was so kind. A kind thing to do. That's Celie. Saint. All right, Jonah, roll your D6. Who's coming next? As Celie and Zilla leave Gullivan's. There's a six. Yay! We got two people left. We could do Prince Hal and George Foreman or Omen and Tangerine. How about I just do odds and it's Hal and Foreman or evens and it's Omen and Tangerine? Sure, that's fair. All right, odds. going to be Prince Hal and George Foreman. All right. So, where is this royal duo heading to? Oh, I think they... Oh, uh, you get to pick. Oh, well, let's see. Well, let's see what they're into. I mean, I feel like there's one pretty obvious accessory that George Foreman could be going after that I feel like we've talked about a little bit. A crown. Yes. I can't believe she doesn't have it. In my imagination, she already wears it. (laughs) To get an official sort of crown or tiara or what have you. Mm -hmm. And I like that we're sort of adding to the royal canon of PFP. We've got, you know, the Queen Bee. We've got the Trash King. And now we've got Prince Hal. Aww. Okay, so what store do you think they're going to? Hmm, let's see. Well, she's looking for a crown. I mean, I think that he could be looking for some sort of regal accessory. So I think that what's like a fancy... Well, here's the question. Is it a real... Okay, you know, back when we went to Colorado uh, in Estes Park and there's that one store <laughs> that's like straight up like Lord of the Rings fantasy Ren Fair cosplay mm-hmm. stuff. Is there something there? Is there yeah. something that like feels right? For sure. I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, we've we've all played the Pokemon games here. You know, there's like Pokemaniacs. There's people who like dress up like, you know, they've got their Slowpoke or Charizard or whatever sort of like cosplay things. So I feel like cosplay is definitely a thing. So there's like a really nice cosplay store. What, what do you think it's called? Gem Jinx. Jinx Gems? Jinx Gems. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You're going into Jinx Gems. Well, 
welcome, welcome, welcome! Hi, welcome to Jinx Gems. And out steps a woman dressed as a Jinx. Oh my. <laughs> oh dear. And uh, that is the official greeting for anyone who enters the store, the minute. And then, oh my gosh, you know how in, in in mall stores you hear when people leave and enter, like there's the doorbell? Yeah. Every time someone enters, that's what they have to do. And then ding dong, goodbye. <laughs> so they really only have this sort of uh, operatic persona when you enter and exit, but between that, they really are not. There super are certain right. other cute things that happen um, due to the franchise, but mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. there are moments of operatic luxury. Yeah, this makes Hi, sense. Hi, welcome to, me. to Jinx Gems. All your luxury and uh, royalty needs can be found here. How can I help you? Oh, well, we're looking for some accessories, my friend and oh, I. Oh, my goodness. Are you really talking to me? Am I experiencing a talking Pokemon? What is happening? She just hears, Nito, Nito, Rito, Nito. Ah, I see. Follow <laughs> me. <laughs> but really, what does the um, Georgie would like to know? Oh, um, uh, Prince Hal, uh, it's a delight to be able to shop with you today. I've heard so much about you. Oh, it's wonderful to uh, formally meet you as well. It seems like we've really found the spot for royalty and luxury, don't you agree? It certainly seems luxurious. Oh, good. So, uh, Prince Hal, what um, are you perusing today? Oh, well, I think I'm just going to take a look around and see what they've got. Maybe a cape of some sort, or, you know, so, something that feels quite refined. Quite right. Yes. What, what about you? Well, I'm hoping to um, upgrade uh, to a official crown. Um, it seems like I've been wearing one in my personal imagination. And then Celie boinked me with her flipper the other day, and I realized there was nothing on top of my head. <laughs> We've well, certainly got to do something about that. Exactly. And uh, George Foreman continues to clap and also go at an angle. And the Jinx customer goes, uh, the Jinx, um, uh, uh, real it. Realtor? (laughs) Realtor. (laughs) Yeah, here's my card. I'm also trying to sell a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, my Um, gosh. The salesperson. The salesperson realizes, oh, no, we got another one. Cross-eyed. All right. (laughs) Um, Roll for Prince Al. Sure. Bing, ding, goodbye. Sorry about that. Just one second here, folks. Goodbye. Someone leaves the store. <laughs> oh! What you 19. got? 19. Very Whoa. nice. Awesome. And I, I rolled for Prince Hal. I rolled with disadvantage for him because he didn't find any actual gym battle, but he was instrumental in taking the stuff down beforehand and keeping the rest of the squad fresh. Nice. So he got a seven. Okay. So he'll he'll get a once per day thing, and then we got an ongoing good thing for George Foreman. So tell me about the is it a tiara or a crown that George Foreman? Oh, finds? she's getting a crown. Nice. But let's get to Prince Hal's item first. Um, the shop, uh, salesperson shows them a row of just you know nice ish. You know, there's some threads missing, but it's what a mall can do of capes. Mm, and what yes. does 
Uh, which one does he pick and what does it do? Oh, well, he finds like a nice, uh, very regal looking purple one. I but obviously, it. you know, it's got, you know, some threads missing. And it's a deeper, more royal purple than, you know, the purple of his body. So there is still a contrast there. Even though we're in the same color family, there's some contrast. I feel like there's also, you know, that sort of uh, the black and white uh, fur style of collar at the top of it as well. Where oh, it's yeah. like clasped Great. together and nice. it's got the little gold chain across the front of it. Oh, I think that looks delightful on you. Oh, well, Prince thank Al. you. So regal. Oh, well, thank you very much. It does feel like it uh, fits well enough. A little, little room to grow, hopefully. Watch yourself. You might find yourself a neato queen. Oh, <laughs> I certainly hope so. Nice. And then, how about the crown that she finds? I'm still thinking about what this cape oh, is okay. going to do. Oh, I was like, you didn't say. All right, so George Foreman looks to the salesperson. Oh. All right, um, uh, okay. Uh, here, try this one. And George slaps that out of her face. <laughs> She's like, get that out of okay, here. Okay, try this one. Oh, man. All right, try this one. Okay, this proceeds for the next five minutes. George <laughs> tries on every crown. Every single crown in the store, she's trying it. And then George looks to uh, the salesperson as like, is this really all you have? And the salesperson says, oh, man, I knew this day would come. The salesperson proceeds to sing in this terrible high pitch, and then glass shatters. The front of the doors, like boom, go down. There's this beautiful um, glass jinx behind the register, oh like in crystallized glass. And the salesperson continues to go up in the scale, and you see the clinks and the cracks beginning to form behind the register. Hits the highest note, and then with the last boom, it shatters. And inside the Jinx's belly was the most gorgeous crown you've ever seen. It's beautiful. It has a beautiful diamond in the middle of it. And the salesperson says, we were told we were to wait for the special queen bee in order to give this to you. And she places it on top of Georgie's head. And George looks at herself, but then realizes there's no glass in the building anymore. And she goes, Oh, it's delightful. I love it. It's perfection. Prince Al, what do you think? Does it make my head look too odd? I know I have three other faces. What do you think, ladies? Girls, girls, what do we think? Oh, it looks wonderful. Oh, yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of Combi attendants, like, fly out from under her dress, like, Ooh, ooh, yes, ooh. It's Here's my card. Charge everything to the store. All the repairs needed. Repairs? All the fixings. All the fixings. <laughs> Anything that is damaged from this purchase, I would like you to charge it to this card. It seems the only proper thing to do. I'd say that you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, well, great. Um, can you guys head out so I can finish the song and, uh, you know, get back to cleaning this? Goodbye! <laughs> I have a good one. And you just see this this woman in a Jinx outfit sweeping. Oh, my gosh. So as, as our royal duo is unceremoniously ushered out of this store by this opera singing uh, store clerk, uh, did the, does she have a name? Everyone who works there is known as Jinx. And then when they leave, they get to have their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
when she's off the clock, she's called Valerie, but right now she's just Jinx. Yes. Oh, that is very upsetting. Uh, so as they're walking out of the store, Hal has got a princely cape and George Foreman has got the Queen Bee's crown. So Vespiquen specifically uh, has some moves that only they can learn. Oh, I definitely want this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want my idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that takes a good DM to just let you know. Scratch that. Hey, look, I constantly have moments where I'm like, well, what she just said is way better than what I was thinking. Oh, I, yeah. uh, DM-wise, so we're, we're fine. All right, tell me what the Queen Bee crown does. Okay, the Queen Bee crown. Okay, so right now, does George Foreman know any of the, like, fill-in-the-blank order moves. Mm. All right, so what if with this crown, uh, right now I think that there's just the one that she can learn, defend order, uh, which is where she, you know, can summon, you know, combi underlings to, like, give her a boost to her AC. But there's also attack order, which is, like, summon combis to defend something. There's defend order. There's heal order, uh, where little combis come and uh, heal you. So these order moves are ones that only Vespiquen can learn. So what if... As you level up, you'll get access to more of them, obviously. Right now, there's just Defend Order. But right now, what if, even if you don't know them, you can once per day use each of those? So, like, right now, it's just Defend Order. But I once she reaches, awesome. like, level 10 or whatever, she can use Attack Order and Defend Order. Or wh whatever the order is in which she can learn those. I love it. And then, obviously, if she learns them, she just gets an extra 1pp for in any of those that she learns. But if she doesn't know them, she can use each of those order moves once. And so it, it is a move that'll kind of grow along with her a little I bit. I think that's perfect. Sweet. And tell you what, because she rolled a 19, it's twice per day for any of them. Because it's, ah, more, than the it's more than the regular muchy, once per day. Muchy. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's fine. Or actually, we'll do rather than twice per day, let's do once per short rest. How's that sound? Sounds great. That's what we're going to do. Once per short rest, each of the order moves, which will get better as she continues to level up. So you can choose if you would like to learn those moves later or keep those slots open for other things. But that's what she can do. Cool. The princely cape. I feel like it's got to help him avoid getting dirty. You know, you want to, you want to stay clean as, as yeah. a member of the royalty. You don't want something like mud, you know, ruining your whole ensemble or something like that. Wow. So. We're really into looks. Ah. We're gonna have some character development. Just hang in there, guys. <laughs> Stick with us. Look, I mean, this Nidoran, like, he was a Nidoran yesterday, and he just got, like, juiced. <laughs> I love it. So he's feeling pretty good about himself. I mean, fair. George Foreman looks at him. Now remember, only the truest royalty in heart deserve hands. Have I ever told you the time I worked at an ice cream factory? Come with me. Let's go to the food court. I would love to hear it. <laughs> okay, but you keep going. Great. So how about, I think that once per day, similar to Dwayne, once per day, if he takes damage from a rock or ground type move, he'll half it. As he avoids getting dirty with his cape. Like it. Great. Now we never have to think about the store Jinx Gems ever again. Brain melt. <laughs> Brain scar. Oh, gosh. All right. And bringing up the rear here, we've got Tangerine and Omen. Okay, Jonah. Um, It's Tangerine and Omen. Yes. Last but not least. Our last I'm duo. I'm fascinated about what this duo will do to end it out. Um, <laughs> where do you think they would go? What kind of store? We've got a couple of quadrupeds. Also, let's just note, as the DM. Yes. Yeah, we got a couple quadrupeds. Uh, we're not flashing back in time. 
for the entire time that the others have been breaking out and shopping, yes. Omen and Tangerine have just been staring at each other, dead in the face. Totally no emotion in it. They're just both been looking at each other, blink, blink, like, what do we do? I guess we're friends now? Like, just this moment. And then Cecily passes them as her and Zilla are munching on a a snow cone. No, they're munching on a soft pretzel, let's be real. And she goes, order, order, you guys, you're supposed to be shopping together. Come on, get with it. And then they're like, hmm, like, Tangerine shakes it out. All right, then. And uh, Omen is like, hmm. Oh, what is Omen's voice? Yeah, I don't know. Good dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's just going to be Scooby-Doo. That's what it is. <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> um, well, I have four feet after staring at you. I know that you also have four feet. Okay. So, uh, I shouldn't touch that plastic thing because I'm going to melt it. So you can take the card. Okay. And he just picks it up in his in his mouth. <laughs> He sticks it on a horn. Oh, wow. Uh, that's uh, pretty adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tangerine does neigh and chuckle at that. Oh, my gosh. And okay. a friendship has been born. There we go. For the last <laughs> half hour, however long it's been, Tangerine has just been like, is this awful beast going to eat me? Yeah, I mean, deer in the headlights for the whole episode thus far. And Omen was just sort of like sitting there just like a dog does, just looking at her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And then Celie snapped it out of it. Yeah. Okay. Where are they going, Jonah? Hmm. Oh, gosh. I think the Pokey Pet Store, like the Pokey, just like a very generic. It's like five below. That's where they're going. The five below for Pokemon. So not like the pet smart, but like the five below. And I think Omen looks at that five below. He's like, oh, this looks really cool. And, And Tangerine's just so gentle. She's like. Yeah, it's uh, alrighty. She's just gonna go with the flow. She's just happy to be with him. What like, just happy to be friends. Five below. What would be a po- a pokey below? Wait, what if? <laughs> okay, what do you got? What do you got? What if instead of a, a five below, instead of uh, let's see, <laughs> I I have never been in a five below really? before, so I was like, what do they even have I in the store like of unlimited possibilities where tweens, teens, and beyond find the newest, coolest stuff, priced one dollar <laughs> to five dollars. <laughs> Plus some extreme deals up to $10. (laughs) That sounds like something they'd go to. So what if, what if Tangerine's like, uh, this, I guess. And then Omen's like, wait, I'm I'm still trying to find what his voice is. (laughs) He takes Tangerine to Hot Pokey, which is sort of like the fire type themed, really edgy mall store where he's like, oh, this is great. I think Five Below captures the essence of Tangerine in some way. Um, so yeah, this is great. She'll just follow along. Alrighty then. Or did you want to find something in there? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I don't know why I didn't think about some of these voices more before this episode. I know, but... me too. Same, same. <laughs> okay, so we're going to a hot topic. Yeah, uh, hot, hot pokey. Right, guys, welcome. Welcome to the store. We love to see these Pokemon. Come on in, come on in. Most people think that because we have black windows, metal lava lamps, and intense, intense music that we're not friendly. Sure, I have 92 piercings, including my tongue. Welcome. Hey, let's beat the stereotype. Most people, anytime I've gone into a hot topic. Really nice. Really nice. (laughs) They're really nice. (laughs) 
And I think that like there's like that like oh god oh god oh Arceus oh no uh, as Tangerines walk in and it's like oh it's just a store. <laughs> Whoa! You're a pony that has flames. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, my little pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, up high, down low. Whoa, you can't really. All right, not good coordination skills. I like it. What are you doing? Hey, come here, good boy. Good boy, good boy, good boy. <laughs> what can I get you guys? What? Like, welcome to our store. This is also um, a distant relative in a fascinating universe. If you haven't listened to Animal Crossing and you're an adult, check it out. What? Oh, are you saying this person's name is Chad? This person's name is Chet. <laughs> my favorite color is burgundy. Kia! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great. So Chet is uh, showing Omen and Tangerine around the store. I think that uh, Omen obviously goes to a selection of uh, various uh, spiky and non-spiky collars and things. But what in the uh, hot pokey is drawing Tangerine's eye? Well, first off, Chet is wearing a shirt that says Jock should vote. Second off, um... <laughs> and it's got a picture of a Houndoom. I mean, like, Houndoom slash Houndoom are kind of like the ideal Pokemon. Oh, yeah, like it had to be. <laughs> I think Tangerine... Let me roll first. Let me roll first. Tangerine rolled a 17. Okay. And Nice, so she's going to have a nice ongoing sort of effect. Yeah, and there are these cool, like, fire-type section that she is drawn to. Yes. Which makes sense. Yes. Um, And in the fire-type section... There are these metal bracers that um, if a child like Pearl were shopping at the store, would put them on her shoulders. They're like shoulder pads, mm. but like fire type, like metal bracers. Ooh. Um, but wait, wait, like, are you talking about like, because like bracers, I'm thinking about something that goes on like yeah, the wrist. Like, but I mean, the pauldrons yeah, are the things on yeah, there. Like like, okay, yeah. You could dress up as, like dress up with. Okay, nice. Um, But they also fit her feet. Oh, so they go like just above the hoof and it's got like a cool sort of like whoosh, like a flamey whoosh that comes off of the... I see here you're checking our fire uh, fire type section out. Let me tell you, we are having a special where if you buy two, uh, I'll give you the third and the fourth for free because you're a flaming horse. I'll buy two, get two. Nice. <laughs> so, um, hey, I got an idea. Do you trust me? Obviously not. You're skittish. Um, so, well, I'm just going to leave these here on the floor. And he puts the metal bracers down on the floor. Yeah. And if you want to sneakily try to fit them onto your feet, you totally can. I'm going to go help your friend. Well, all right, then. I appreciate that privacy. And Tangerine is going to, for the rest of the time, attempt to get these things on her feet by herself. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. What What is the sort of vibe of what you hope to do with these? Something fire-related, obviously. Yeah, an enhancer for a fire-type move. Okay, wait, you said Fire Nation stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay, how about... I am trying to blend worlds as a DM. I love it. I love... I. Well, I've never done anything like that, but I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing. Thank you. So you know how for Fire Nation, they've got, like, you know, the upgraded form of firebending is, like, dead lightning. So what if it was something to do with, like, making a fire-type move electric? I love it, because it's also got metal um, yeah. as, like, the conductor. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, Jonah, why don't you share with the listeners what it does? Okay, well, what you told me off mic and what I'm going to repeat now um, after much deliberation is that whenever Tangerine uses a melee attack with these hooves, if she rolls a 17 or higher, because you rolled a 17, 
If she rolls a 17 or higher, it'll do an extra 1d6 electric type damage to go with this whole, you know, fire nation, fire nation you know, fire bending up to lightning bending, you know, kind of vibe. I think that's cool and fun. Great. She's not able to get them on, but she's going to pretend like they fit great. <laughs> well, and she nudges the um, person who's helping her, uh, Chet. Well, Chet, I think those work. Oh, sweet little horse. All right, I'm going to put them in your bag. Oh, uh, hey, come here. Good boy, good boy. What'd you find? <laughs> what did Omen get, Jonah? I found this collar. <laughs> what does it look like? This what did he roll? This might not be Omen the next time we hear him. <laughs> That's okay. I got to refine whatever's happening with my boy here <laughs> with this good dog. <laughs> okay. It's like Sealy. Like like it's yeah. like Sealy, but a puppy. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just but vibing, what, just feeling what did it he up. roll? What did he find? Okay, so he rolled a what nine. What does it do? He rolled a nine. Like it? And once so per day. Once per day. He's got this cool collar. That is spiky. It is a spiky collar. It fits very much with his whole sort of like bony, spiky, flamey uh, aesthetic. Uh, it's a terrifying collar for a terrifying puppy. And what it does is once per day with this thing, he can double the dice damage on a biting-related move. Feels very dog-like. Yeah, perfect. So if it's, you know, a thunder fang or a bite or crunch or fire fang, whatever the case may be, once per day, he can double the dice when he hits with one of those. Perfect. Awesome job explaining that. Well done. Thank you. So what are we calling Ponyta's... Fire Nation shoes. Fire Nation shoes. <laughs> and he's got the collar of biting. You like it? Okay. Um, Chet says, wow, great purchase, you guys. Way to take advantage of our sales. Here's a clip coupon code if you ever want to come back. Punch, punch. And then um, uh, Tangerine attempts to tip, and it just gets lost in translation. So he just pets her. <laughs> and then she's like, whoa. And Oma's like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. And then they leave. Um, okay. All the pokies are at the food court. Everybody's back in the food court now. Um, that was really fun. <laughs> and um, Pearl and Peach roll up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jasper and Luca. And we all are at the food court. Food court. We're eating food. Yes. Having a great time. And then the TVs <laughs> in the food court begin to flicker. <laughs> and on the TV, <laughs> Detective Reynolds pops up. Oh. Pearl, 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 I know you're here. I know you're here. Just want you to know that nothing bad can ever happen again. I've taken all of the Team Nasties, and we're all okay. Thanks for being that spirit tomb. I just wanted to communicate this to you as effectively as possible. Um, Noi Batman out. I'm Noi Batman. Wow, guys. Cool. So, um, to the cruise ship? Okay, John, I, I, I've done as much as a DM can. I relinquish. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the story to end that way. Just FYI, guys. Um, that's not what I want. I just had so much power. <laughs> All right, Jonah, we're flipping the table. Well, with everybody's shopping concluded, all of the various pokies have made their way back to the food court, and you all have come back as well. You and Peach with your purchases from Clam Pearls and wherever else y'all have gone uh, to prepare for whatever these contest things are that are happening in town. Oh, we can't wait. And uh, Luca and Jasper have returned from uh, their fancy electronics and uh, clothing outing. And with everybody sitting in the food court, having a great time, Toadstool just like Aww. walks up with Button, just looking around, very dismayed, and says, 
I don't know why they don't have a combo Dairy Vespiquin and Orin Guru Julius here. This is ridiculous. What kind of food court is this? I agree. Boom, and she puts her fist down on the table. It flips up her food tray, and she just looks to Silly. Ah, uh, let's go back in the line. And that's where we'll end this episode. Woo, another day of DMing. Put my hat up on the wall, honey, I'm home. Oh, how was your commute? <laughs> Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Postcard from Paul and Quest Company Jr.